0: This is episode number 170 of the High Impact Leaders podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannert, and my goal is to help you develop your leadership skills and build strong teams as your business grows and grows. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I covered a few ways to communicate more effectively, to build more teamwork. And this week, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about a specific type of communication. It's what we call constructive criticism, what most people call constructive criticism. I just call it criticism, by the way. So just last week, by the way, I had one of my team members ask me to give her some specific feedback about how she could improve. And absolutely, the moment that she said that. I had a quote in my head uh, from a guy named uh, Somerset Mom playing and playing over and over again because basically what he said was people ask for criticism but they really only want praise and so I thought it might be a good time to go into more detail about what exactly is constructive criticism and how does it differ from quote-unquote destructive criticism. And you might be surprised that the type of criticism has very little to do with how it's delivered. It does have some, but you know, for instance, the tone you use and your body language are, are important. Those things play a role, but it actually has very little to do. The type of criticism has very little to do with those things. By the way, it has more to do with something that we've covered extensively in earlier lessons. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. So for leadership or team-building ideas, please visit our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you like the content of the podcast, make sure to leave me a review on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that your phone automatically downloads every episode. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel at Leaders Institute or just search for the Leaders Institute in your in the YouTube search bar. Again, the channel is at Leaders Institute on YouTube. All right, so let's get on with today's session. So the title today is The Difference Between Constructive Criticism and Destructive Criticism. And I have to admit that I am very, very uncomfortable when somebody gives me constructive criticism and i mean you know why it's because i'm human <laughs> guess what you are human too <laughs> you are you will undoubtedly not really appreciate constructive criticism because it really kind of goes against human nature so if you're if you, if most people by the way are uncomfortable receiving constructive criticism is it really constructive in addition if is there a real difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism? Well, the answer to that question is is both yes and no. And the type of criticism can actually be destructive to a relationship, no matter what the motive is of the giver. So basically in this lesson or in this session, I'm going to cover some of the things that you can do other than criticize to help someone else make a behavior change or correct mistakes. Basically, we're going to cover a number of constructive ways to influence other people that won't seem to the other person like we're that we're creating a personal attack on that person. By the way, from the receiver standpoint, there's absolutely no difference between constructive and destructive criticism. Most people believe that constructive criticism is good and destructive criticism is bad. However, From the receiver standpoint, the person who is receiving this criticism, both of those types of comments, no matter how they're delivered, can cause pain, frustration, embarrassment. So both of them are really detrimental to the professional relationship that we have with the other person. So from the other person's perspective, no matter what kind of criticism is delivered, it's still going to hurt. So why do people believe that in some cases, negative remarks can actually be positive for people? Well, the answer is what I call the relationship bank account. The point of view of of the the feedback recipient, the person receiving this, this comment is determined by the relationship, not the actual form of criticism. So when when you're on the receiving end of criticism, you really stop to think, all right, now is this person giving me constructive or destructive criticism? Instead, you'll likely have one of three responses, which I'll, I'll cover in a little bit more detail in a couple of seconds. Let's kind of talk about this relationship bank account, though, because that's one of the things that is most important to understand in order to help somebody create a a, a positive behavior change so the relationship bank account it basically determines if a comment is constructive or destructive um every every one of us has one of these relationship bank accounts with every single person that we ever interact with even if it's just i just met this person a couple of minutes ago on the street i've got a relationship bank account with that person now obviously the bank account that I have with that person is a zero balance. There's no po- nothing positive, nothing negative in that. But every time we have a positive experience with another person, we're making a deposit into that, that account. And when we have a negative experience, we're making a withdrawal. And a lot of times, the withdrawals are way bigger than the deposit. So to maintain a positive balance, we've got to make a lot more deposits into that that account to counteract just a few withdrawals. So the way that a person responds to criticism depends more on the account balance that you have than how you actually deliver the the comment to them. For instance, if you have years of positive interactions with a single person and then you deliver a critical comment to that person, the critique is still going to hurt. However, because of that high positive balance that you have in that account, the person may use the negative criticism and and accept it and grow from it. So healthy relationships allow employee performance to improve even with constructive criticism. The main point here, though, is that the professional growth didn't happen because of the positive feedback. The feedback wasn't positive at all. The change happened because of the relationship. On the other hand, if you have a negative balance, then the person will likely respond to that same comment aggressively back to you. The kind of feedback didn't really change. You're basically saying the same thing, probably the same exact way that you you did before. But all that has changed the second time is that the recipient of the criticism took it the wrong way because of that negative balance in the account. So critiques given with a positive relationship bank account are seen as a valuable tool for professional development. However, that same comment delivered to someone with a negative balance in the account is seen as a toxic behavior that leads to a toxic environment in your organization. In both cases, it doesn't matter so much how you deliver the content the reaction will be determined by the relationship that you have developed with each of those people. Now, all of us have different histories and experiences that shape our view of conflicts. And and on the extreme, someone who has lived with an abusive parent or an abusive spouse may see even positive comments as critical. And in other cases, people who have a very supportive family structure may see critiques as positive no matter what, even if they're meant in a negative way so years ago i was training two instructors at the same time and and at times during the process i would offer a tip to help each of these instructors grow both of the people by the way had similar positive interactions with me for months so we basically had equal somewhat equal anyway relationship bank accounts with each person Um, so each one of those relationships were really solid and as we got to the end of the training process, though, I offered a few kind of fine tuning tips to each person. And my take, my technique was basically just to start with praise. I would, I, I would just kind of say something like, "Hey, I just want to tell you how impressed I am with how well you're doing in in the training process." And then next, I would add a constructive critique. So even though you're getting really good results when you blank whatever it is. In some cases, that technique may not work the way that you want. Have you ever thought about trying blank instead? And one of the instructors responded, oh, my God, that's brilliant. I never thought of that. I'll give it a try. But the other instructor got immediately defensive. And, and you could tell just by the way the tone that she had that she was not really accepting the critique very well. She, she would say something like, uh, OK, I'll do whatever you want, boss, Whatever whatever you say, whatever you say, right? And I know that sounds positive, but I could tell by the way that she was responding that I had kind of harmed her confidence. And so I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out why, what is it that has caused these two people with the same type of, of experience with me to have a different reaction to that specific type of critique that I gave them. So the point here is that even though I had done something very similar and thought that the critique that I was giving them was each one of these people was really positive. One of them took that critique as a very positive way to grow, and the other one took it as a negative criticism. And the only thing that was different about those people were their backgrounds. So one of them – was very resistant to any type of critique. So as a result, I started to kind of change the way that I coach people pretty dramatically. And so what I'm going to cover in the next couple of minutes are some of the things that I've learned along the way that help me get better results, no matter what type of background the person I'm coaching has. So the first thing that I do now is I, before I give any type of critical coaching whatsoever, I typically will give a little bit of warning beforehand. So no matter what type of feedback that I give, by the way, good communication skills are really, really important. So you may have good intentions, but if your tone of voice is too stern, or if you're showing negative body language, or uh, even the most positive comment, by the way, can be seen as critical feedback, if things aren't done in advance to to make it a little bit smoother. So the best way to counter this is to kind of soften the blow with a warning ahead of time that positive criticism is important for personal development. So typically, I'll give a person a little warning before I do any type of critical coaching by saying something like, uh, hey, you know, in my experience, I've noticed that the best teachers are the ones who are constantly looking to improve. And at this point, I'll often point out two or three things that the teacher in training or the person I'm coaching did really, really well. And then I'll finish just by saying something like, so just so you know, from time to time, I may see you you doing something that I have realized is a mistake because I probably made the same mistake years ago. So in those situations, would you prefer that I mention those things to you? Just by saying something like that, I'm kind of setting the stage for them to be a little bit more coachable in, in the future. So if the person says yes, by the way, I don't launch into a litany of criticisms at that point. I mean, often I'll, I'll just reply with something like, "Hey, well, I haven't really noticed anything yet, but if I do, you know, I don't want you to think I'm being overly critical. So I'm kind of setting the stage ahead of time. I'm not waiting until I have to create a or create some type of critique. Or when, when, um, when there's a lot of pressure on that person uh, to, um, to kind of bring it up. So I'm going to bring it up in advance. The second thing that I do is I've kind of learned that asking questions lets the other person say face a little. So instead of starting with constructive or destructive criticism, a good thing to do is ask questions first. Something like, hey, since we're always looking to improve, did anything happen during the process that wasn't optimal? let her or him kind of figure it out for themselves if, or i might say something like hey if you could improve any part of what of what you just did what would you fix and then i just wait for the answer and when and then a, a lot of times what i'll do is ask what the person will do the next time based on that thought so for instance let's say that i've got a direct report report that missed a deadline so instead of confronting that person and lay, bl- laying blame I'll typically start with by asking a question. Hey, I know that we're under the gun for that for that deadline. How did it all work out? You know, we're able to finish the project on time. And most likely the person will kind of lay blame elsewhere. That's what most people will typically do. So a good coach will then ask a follow up question like, hey, I totally understand that I can I can see how that could create a challenge. What do you want to do? What are you going to do in the future to make sure that that doesn't happen again to come back and bite us uh, one more time? So the main difference between constructive and destructive criticism is often the ability to let the other person kind of save face. Uh, Another good technique that you can kind of use to help create a behavior change in people is to admit a similar mistake that you made first. (laughs) So this is a subtle way to let the other person kind of see that he or she made a a mistake by um, telling a kind of self-deprecating story about something similar that you did. Uh, my by the way my dad was an expert at this he used to use this technique with me all the time when i was a when i was a, a young lad uh, i and by the way i use it as often as possible when i'm coaching my kids or when i'm coaching team members around the office it works surprisingly well in most cases so instead of just kind of pointing out somebody else's error it it you if you can tell how you made a similar mistake you you'll get them to kind of see a a solution without you know kind of pointing blame to them. It's it's a uh, like for instance to go back to the example of missing the deadlines like I was talking about before. I could tell a story um, of a time that I actually missed a deadline. And like for instance years ago, I received a call from a, a longtime client who had a meeting the following day with his boss, and he needed a proposal from me for that meeting. Now, I had just finished, the, when, when I got the call from him, I just finished teaching a class in Boston, and I had to fly home. And I also had a connecting flight in Philadelphia. And basically, while I'm talking to the guy on the phone, he says, hey, can you make sure that I get that proposal by 8 a.m. in the morning? And I kind of replied, reluctantly, I kind of replied back by saying, hey, I'll find a way to to make it happen. I know this is important. Uh, b- by the way, neither of my flights had Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I thought it was going to be pretty easy. I could just Put together the proposal on the plane, uh, connect to the to the plane's Wi-Fi, and then kind of send it off. So no big deal. And by the way, the layover that I had in Philadelphia was also very tight. So I ended up getting back home around two a.m. in the morning, and I created the proposal on the plane. By the way, but uh, so all I really had to do was just connect to the internet when I when I got to my my home office. Uh, but the problem was it was a huge file, so I kind of connected my laptop. And I hit the send button and I waited and waited and waited. And it looked like the email had gone through, but I didn't verify it. So and, and I was tired, so I went to bed. The next morning, I woke up and the email was still in my outbox because it never finished sending. So basically, I worked really, really hard, but I didn't focus on the details. And as a result, I missed out on a big opportunity and let my client down. Uh, so basically, what I would suggest that you do is pay attention to the details so that you don't disappoint your clients like I did. So basically, by inserting a little story like that, it's a good way to kind of show that, hey, I'm the one that that made the mistake. And if you're creating a similar, you're getting a similar type of results, it could it could uh, cause negative, uh, and, uh, a negative sequence of uh, within your life. So basically, don't make the same mistake that I made. It's a good teaching tool and it's a good way to kind of call attention to people's mistakes indirectly and also let the other person kind of say face. So if you want to make your critiques a little bit more constructive versus destructive, make sure and give people warnings before you deliver that critique ask questions of the other person so that he or she can save face, and then a better way is to admit a similar mistake that you made. So if you do those things, you'll help your team members create, improve their performance, and at the same time save the relationship so that you can continue to coach them in the future. All right, so thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. We'll see you next week.